heart is the moment where you make a decision. I'm going to be this man. I will not quit. I will not surrender. You can do anything to me. I don't care if my legs are broken. You're not going to beat me. But toughness is a football season. And that's something that a lot of, lot of athletes don't understand. And that, that's why what makes football athletes so special is people realize heart is a game, but toughness is, is can you do it for 13 games? My name's Griffin Murray. I'm a former linebacker for Rutgers University, and you're listening to the Heads and Tails podcast. Welcome back to the Heads and Tails podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Som, and each week I bring you an inspiring athlete story of perseverance or expert knowledge in the field of sports health and safety. Just like flipping a coin, you can't control what happens to you in sports or in life. You can always control how you respond. This is my response after suffering a traumatic brain injury in a high school football game, and I hope it leaves you feeling both inspired and informed. Welcome back to the Heads and Tails podcast. This week I'm interviewing a former Rutgers football linebacker. His name's Griffin Murray. Um, he was on the team when I was working as a student manager for the team, and I remember the kind of player that he was. And at that time, he his role was more as a, a scout team linebacker. Yeah, blood, but yeah, I was on there. I, I remember he was uh, had reckless abandon out there, and he had <laughs> no regard for his own personal health or safety. But the kid got after it for sure, and I I never forgot about that. <laughs> Thank um, you. But he actually ended his career because of post-concussion syndrome, and he has an interesting uh, transition to life after sports that I think would be a good, inspiring message for you know some of the listeners out there. So, uh, Griffin, can you kind of just take us through some of the concussions that you've experienced throughout your career? Sure. Yeah. First of all, thanks for a great intro, Kev. Uh, you know, I, uh, I definitely enjoyed when you were on the team and, you know, talking to you on the sidelines. It was a good time. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I had, you know, it's funny to think about which concussions, you know, you have those big concussions where you go. I was a kickoff guy. That's the word, yeah, where they where they all start, probably. Yeah, that's that's exactly. I think every right. football player has a a kickoff concussion story. <laughs> exactly, and uh, that's that's really where I made my, uh, you know, that's really kind of how I got after and got on the field and and really made a, a name for myself, um, you know, more than anything. Uh, and then you know, just really on those special teams, teams that plays just you know, it's it's a lot of you know wear and tear on the head. Uh, Definitely um, in the earlier part of my, uh, uh, sorry, let me roll back. Uh, my um, my freshman, uh, not my freshman year, my, uh, re- I'm blanking on it. Red Redshirt freshman, freshman, thank yeah. you. Uh, see, there, there, there's the concussions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the redshirt freshman year, um, I was really getting some burn, and I, I started uh, finding, you know, that I was getting noticed um, for using my head. And, you know, when you're at that point in your career, you know, you're, you know, especially being a walk-on, I was a preferred walk-on. So I was recruited, but I had no scholarship, you know. Um, you had to make your way for yourself out there. Yeah, you know, and I had to, so, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, I was, I gained a lot of weight, you know, in a good way. Um, you know, I was, I was moving really quickly and all of a sudden I, you know, hearing the pop the first time you, when you hit somebody and with your head and then everyone turns their head, you're like, oh, well, that works. So what do you mean, like, when you hit people with your head and people start noticing? So, well, yeah, that crack. You know, when you, you – football is a game of excitement, right? And not just in terms of the stands, but your coaches, your your fellow teammates, yep. right? And, you know, you're when you go on to you're, – you're, you're in a, a game where, you, you know, it's not like you're a wrestler. It's not like you're a swimmer. You are in the masses of a lot of guys that are just as good, if not better, than you. 
they're bigger, probably bigger, stronger, faster. Especially me, I was, you know, I came in at Rutgers at, you know, 6'1", 219. I, the end of my freshman year, I was 6'1", 248. Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah I had to, and I had to. to I survive, had to eat yeah. more. I had to train more. I had to. Now, not to say that there weren't, I was the, the, the bottom of the barrel, you know, I mean, I was a big boy. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I had to use means that other guys didn't. To and that was you know I was already a very um, a loud and proud player right I was kind of I fancied myself more than a war as a warrior <laughs> than a football player like you know you would uh, if right, I but was, that's that warrior mentality yeah. exactly and, and uh, I think some some players embrace that and exactly other, and, uh, others don't yeah, some they, some guys are like yo what are you doing right. you know and then other guys are like I I dig your style right you and, get people fired up and it's like. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely relate to that because that's the type of player that I was. You mm-hmm. know, you want to your, – your teammates get excited, your coaches get excited when you make that big hit, right? Yeah, you want to be inf- – it's infectious, right? right? You feel that – you know, and everyone knows that, oh, moment when right. someone makes a crack on the field. Yeah. And I loved that. And the moment I started doing that on kickoff, which because I just was like – you know, I guess you could say it's 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 not an easy thing. It's you know, people just think it's running down and hitting hitting somebody, and it's you know, pretty linear. Right, right. There's a lot more to it than that. Um, but especially with the speed of the game yeah. that we play at. But yeah, I mean, it is a little easier than you know. So when you're getting used to the playbook and everything, it's kind of a great way to get burned on the field when you're when you're not exactly used to that a very complex playbook. Some of these veterans are are used to. Yeah. So you can sit behind the veterans while the, while you learn and watch them, and then you can go down the field and start cracking people. And, and that's where you get noticed, right? And you get noticed. And, you know, Greg Schiano was, you know, who's the guy that brought me in. He, you know, recognized that I had a motor. Um, and that was where they started putting me. Right, the motor meaning like I just r- relentless going. effort. Yeah, you'll never stop. Yeah. I never stopped. Uh, you know, fingers mangled, you know, literally would have my fingers, you know, out of <laughs> out of sockets. I dislocated my shoulder. I mean, I could go on. Herniated discs, you know, bleeding from my ear, you know, and I just, and for some reason I liked it. Like right. it was a weird, weird kind of sensation that I got. That Like what kind of feelings? Like It's, you can't break me. You can't break me. I am... You are faster than me, but I am tougher than you. Right. And I will wear you down. Okay. And I don't care if I have to chip at you all game until you're just too tired. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I have to get in your head all game, you know, verbally and mentally and just stare you down until you crack. Right. Or if I just have to literally be in your face and literally give you nothing all game that you become so frustrated that you get out of your element. And then I'm in mine. Right. Because my element is being in your element. It is being in your face. It is hitting you harder than you can hit me. Right? I am a disruptor. You know, I'm not there to make the, fa- the fancy Odell Beckham catch. I am there to literally be that, you know, that wrench in the gears. Right. And I'm here to mess, mess things up for you. And I'm there to really – and I'm there to make it hurt too. You know? So, so where do you think that that kind of identity – evolved from like when did you start playing football and like- I was I was in third grade when I started playing football and I I fell in love with it you know I wasn't a popular kid um I you know I didn't have a lot of friends you know I had some some learning disabilities um and yeah I you know that it it was a place for me that I found a home and, you know, I, once again, I was never the guy that was the flashy running back or the quarterback of the team. Yep. 
I was a kid that played O line, and all of a sudden, then I they put me on D line. You know, obviously you play every position in that age, right? Yeah. But I just, you know, the coaches saw that I I was so ready because I didn't have a lot of friends and because I wasn't as popular and because I, uh, you know, I needed something. Everyone needs something like that, right? And I wanted, I was so a, willing. A purpose, to, yeah. A purpose, yeah. exactly. And I was so willing to do anything for that, right, that I, I would just go and hit anybody. And I didn't care how big you were. And coaches saw that. And then throughout my career, it continued. And then I... I noticed, I mean, it wasn't like I was in high school needing, <laughs> needing my coach's dying affection, you know, but I... Honestly, I felt like that sometimes. But yeah, sometimes, yeah, actually, yeah, I'll, I'll retract that. Yeah. You know, coach, coach can, coach is like your second dad. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you're like... You want to please him. You, you don't want to disappoint him, exactly. You yeah. want to please him, you want to, you want him to be proud of you. Yep. Um, and yeah, I, uh, that's, and my, my coach at Suffield Academy is where I was recruited to coach Gamir, Andrew Gamir. He who is great. Uh, and you know, such, and also my, the former coach before that co uh, coach Kelly from the Harvey school, both of those coaches saw something in me in a different way, you know, uh, but they saw that I had heart and there was a point in my career when I said, okay, so I'm not running a four, two, <laughs> right. I'm not 6'6", I'm not 300 pounds, or I'm not 275 and run, you know. What I can be, though, is I can be the most determined player with the most heart. And I saw a lot, I, look, I watched a lot of tape of a lot of really great players. Uh, you know, Teddy Bruschi. Teddy Bruschi was a 240-pound D-end at the University of Arizona, which has some of the biggest O-linemen you know, and that, that conference is some of the biggest O-linemen in college football. Right. You, and, and I'm not talking like a rush end. I'm talking like a five-technique D end, head up on the tackle, which I also played some in my later part of my career. And there's one thing that can, you, that can equate to that is, or that can explain that. It's toughness. It's literally, you have to make a decision. You have to dig deep, and you have to literally... Dig your, dig your cleats into the ground, and you just say, you have to not let them blow you back. And they're bigger, faster, stronger than you. They're coming off the ball probably a little lower than you. You have to make sure you're lower than them, and you just have to fight. Right. There's no, there's no technique more. You know, there's not much more technique. Obviously, there's hand play, and there's, but it's really, it comes down to one thing. It's just, it's just hard. And like, who wants it more? Who wants it more? Yeah. It's who, are you here to eat right. with me? Because I'm, and especially in practice, that's where I had some of my most vicious battles because I, you know, there were guys that were just so, such great athletes, right? J.J. Demons, one of my favorite guys that I would go up against. He's a big dude, yeah. He's a big boy, and he's also a dear friend of mine. And J.J. Demon and I would go after, right? And he, and, but it was, when you have that kind of, those people around you, right? And you have players like that that are so ready to make you better. I'm going to make you better. You make me better. Right. And I'm going to fight for this. I'm not going to let, let, let up easy on you. I'm not going to give, you know, some guys, you know, I played with some guys that were, you know, throughout my career, not just Rutgers, but they were like, Oh, you know, it's, we're just, you know, it's, it's not full on right now. So just go. And then I, I never really respected that. Yeah. And I know that there's, and some coaches, by the way, would get on to me. <laughs> They'd be like, Hey, hey listen, I remember up. that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah tone uh, it down a bit. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but that's the thing. It's if you go, I'd rather go out there full on and be told to dial it back 
then someone amigo out there and tell me that someone someone has to tell me to dial it up. Right. That's that's sad if you had someone. You know. I that's, agree. Yeah. It's you, like you don't want to be there. Yeah. Almost. Just just leave. Right. <laughs> so what do you think? If you think there's a difference between heart and toughness, like what's your definition? We kind of know the heart, and the, and that, like you said, is more. Um, I think they're defi- wanting it more than someone else, right? Right. Than the guy that you're lined up against. But what's your definition of toughness? You know, that's the thing. I think heart is. I think they're definitely connected. I don't think they're the same thing. Um, heart is hunger. Okay. Um, hunger is more of a. I guess you could say this. It's the heart is the moment and toughness is, is time. Okay. So heart is the moment where you make a decision. I'm going to be this man. I will not quit. I will not surrender. You can do anything to me. I don't care if my legs are broken. You're not going to beat me. But toughness is a football season. And that's something that a lot of that athletes don't understand. And that, that's why what makes football athletes so special is people realize I, I, heart is a game, but toughness is, is can you do it for 13 games? Can you last with that, that fracture in your, in your shin for six of those games? By the way, you have a concussion that you're not sure to tell your coach about for four of those games, you know what I mean? Or for eight of those games. And it's the compounding wear and tear of a football player or of a warrior, right? And toughness is the decision to go the distance. Right. And can I endure this heart, this commitment to be a heart, you know, a heart, you know, full player, uh, you know, not a heart full player. I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, like a, a, your heart has to be able to endure time. And I I think that's really interesting that you, you know, kind of correlate toughness to time because, you know, I, I talk about toughness a lot on the podcast and what I used to think toughness was, was playing injured, lifting the heaviest weight, mm-hmm. scoring touchdowns, those like glorified, the flash. yeah, the flash, right? To me, that was tough. And that's what's kind of t- considered tough in society, I think. Right. But ultimately that shortened the amount of time that I had to play football <laughs> right. and to do things that I thought were tough. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like a double-edged sword. So I think it's interesting that your idea of toughness includes this time span at, you know, yeah, you know, it's 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 exactly. It's sometimes it's tougher <laughs> um the uh I used to, <laughs> they used to take my helmet um sometimes for me on the sideline <laughs> cuz I would try to, you know, uh go back in. Yeah. Or- and they'd be like, no, 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 no. And, you know, that's the thing. I, I was just like you um, with that. I, I would play with anything. Like, it didn't matter. Um, and, um, you know, and there's like Batim Bajari, but I lived with him, and he was a starting center. I remember Batim, yeah. Batim, such a character. He's and, a funny uh, dude, yeah. Such a character and such a great guy. Uh, and, you know... <laughs> he used to always remark about like no one hits like Griff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's but it's you know but half the time when I was hitting, you know, yeah, I, I had a pop to me. That was like what I got known for. But I definitely, um, it definitely probably half the time hurt me more than. And there's there's a decision you have to make to be smart. There you go. And 
And I didn't learn that until like way it was too, too late. late. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm with you, man. That same exact thing. Yeah. There's a, yeah, the difference between playing smart and playing tough. And yeah. There's got to be some sort of combination of the two. There is a different like it, it's. I hate to say it because it's still inside of me. I'm like that guy that's like I can get through anything, but there is a difference between injured and hurt. Um, and there's a point where if you keep playing. It's not about whether, like, I'm going to put this first in a football uh, player's mentality. You're doing your teammates a disservice. You're doing your, your brothers a disservice because you all set out to do something great. You all set out to sweat those 4.30 a.m. workouts, and that's not an exaggeration, you know, when the sun hasn't even come up yet. They, they got up with you. They made a decision to be next to you, to you. You know, uh, there are billions of people in this world, but they just decided to make you their brother and all the other guys with you. And you have a bond that is unlike anything else. And, and you all come from different backgrounds. You all come from different stories, but you have a commitment to each other. And when one's ego gets in their way, which, by the way, I had a big one, right? Me too, yeah. <laughs> too big, you know. Um, when one's ego gets in the way, you have to ask yourself, who am I hurting the most? Because in reality, you're hurting them. By not going out there at full As, capacity, exactly. right? Exactly. Because guess what? If you have to, if you're at 90%, right, the guy next to you has to put on another 10%, and he's already holding Everything that he's got, right, and putting everything he's got into it. Now he's got to take another ten percent on. I love that dude. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Mm -hmm. Is that fair? Because it's gonna go somewhere else. That's what people don't realize. Oh well, you know, if I I can play here, I'll make up for it later in the game. No, he made up for it that next play or in that play for you. Right. There is nothing to make up later because it's already been done, and and you can never he can you can never pay him that back. That moment where he had to. And guess what? He was happy to, but you can never make up for that. You know, it's just going to equal out. Yep. You know, he, that will always be a burden, an extra burden he had to put on. And then if, if you do that enough, the whole team is, if you put 10% there and 10% here and 10% there, guess what? They're, they're carrying your load. Yeah. They're carrying your load. And you know, that's, what is the, there was a term, uh, uh, Cower said from the Steelers, if your maintenance outweighs your production, you have to go. That was a Rutgers thing that they used to say. Okay. Probably, they used to tell me that probably when I was being a knucklehead too. <laughs> <laughs> Murray, get over here. You know? <laughs> oh, shit. That's, that's, what did oh, sorry. I didn't mean to curse. No. Um, <laughs> cursing's fine. Um, oh, is it? Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But anyway, yeah, I think I've made my point there. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not about you. It, it, it will eventually, though. What do you mean? Well, I'm 25, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not old but i'm not young either like you know i'm like i'm starting to get it's very, just turned 25 it's kind of and i'm sure a lot of people are going to roll their eyes like yeah, oh, wait, oh, to, yeah, wait till you get to 30 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's like that kind of thing where you're like damn i wish i was 21 again i was just looking at a football picture of myself uh like with my girlfriend she was like oh wow he's cute and i was like yeah okay <laughs> so, <F you. laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Um, you know, what I would do to be 22 again or 21 again, you know, but, you know, and, but it, to, in all seriousness, no, it does slow down. 
a lot faster than you think it will. Just as fast as you could run down that field and crack somebody, it will it will speed up. That's that slowdown will speed up. Right. And that those you know those tired mornings will be even more tired. Those sore backs will be even more sore. That arthritis in your wrist will even get more stiff. Yep. You know it is, and it's not like year by year. You know you you notice it day by day, and it's how. How can I set myself up to be a champion for life? There's goes back to that time thing. Time. Right? Yeah. And, you know, what made Spartans? I love the analogy of Spartans. Um, my girlfriend was hearing this right now. She'd probably roll her eyes. But uh, <laughs> I, I overuse this analogy <laughs> quite a bit. But Spartans were amazing because they were the epitome of that balance between what a football player should be, right, or any warrior should be. They were willing to put everything on the line. They were afraid of nothing. They would, you know, you know, the Battle of Thermopylae or whatever with the 300, right? Yeah. Is that, that's the Battle of Thermopylae, right? Hey, I, I think I, so. I have no idea. I'm going to uh, word for it. Yeah. Uh, if someone I've seen wants the movie. To, if <laughs> someone wants to come back and correct me later for that, feel free. Uh, just put it in the comments, and then I'll defend you. Uh, <laughs> um, the, um, but, you know, that's the thing. It's they had that part of them that was so, um, so committed to being selfless and to sacrifice. Um, and then there was another part of them that was highly um, strategic and, and logical and pragmatic. And they had this part of them that were, they were systematic in the way to protect themselves from the inevitable wear and tear of battle, right? And they kept themselves, each other alive. Um, and, you know, that the hold the shield of the man next to you, right? And there was kind of a, it, it's a beautiful thing, right? Because it's, we understand the reality of how hard war is and how hard battle is. So we're going to keep each other alive, right? If you don't do that in a football field, if you don't let your teammates help you, and if you try to be that lone cowboy that just hits everything, <laughs> and while the rest of the squad or is, has the shield up for their man next to you, if you don't take that shield, one, if without that shield – that you're wow, you holding the man next to you, the whole thing grumbles for them. And two, you're going to be in a wheelchair by 60. Right. When they're going to be, you know, at the country club playing golf. Dude, I, I, you, I couldn't say it any better. I, I completely I, agree. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, and it's sad, you know, because sometimes you're so young and you don't realize it until it's too late. Right. Uh, you said like you're 25 and you already start feeling it. And yeah, I'm, I'm 26. <laughs> right. And I've got knee issues. I've got all sorts of like, issues that I wish I could still run around and throw the football around and do all the stuff that I think in my head I could still do, but I can't. Yeah, like you want to put some WD-40 on that. I'm like, I'm 26. What the hell am I going to feel like when I'm 50? Yeah. It's actually scary. And then when the guys at work, they're like, oh, yeah, you wait till you're 40. You're like, don't do that. Yeah, you didn't even play football. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Um, Anyway. Yeah, man. So what about like, what was your first concussion that you remember? Or maybe diagnosed or undiagnosed? In college or before? Or like ever? Before, ever. Uh, I was uh, playing lacrosse, I think. So you're a multi-sport athlete? Yeah, I was, uh, when I was at Suffield, I would play lacrosse, wrestling, and football. Um, And then when I was at the Harvey School, I went to another high school before. Okay. uh, And then I was recruited out of there. Um, 
which was called the Harvey School. I was a, lacro- a football lacrosse player. They always tried to get me to play rugby, but I, I never did it. No? <laughs> no, uh, my dad was a rugby player, though. I just posted an interview with a rugby player. I saw that, actually. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. There's interesting correlations between football and rugby. It's a different kind of hitting. Um, you know, right. very, and it's, and it's a different kind of, I believe it's, you know, that impact is different, you know, coming from a cornerback from 15 yards out yeah. with a full thing of armor on. And then that kind of the wear and tear of the knocking heads with in the scrum, you know, boom, Constantly, boom, boom, yeah. constant, which actually they say the micro concussions are the ones that get you in the long run. Yeah. yeah. It's that's where Parkinson's. I've had plenty in. of those. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, you Take know, your I saw, fish oil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw white flash on every play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and people are like, no way. I'm like, no, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's, if you were, and if you were really in the, in the mix, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but anyway, continue with. Yeah. What was your, your so, first oh, right, concussion right, right. moment? Yep. That's, there's the concussion moment. <laughs> <laughs> Not kind of distracted. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Um, so I was playing lacrosse. Uh, I'm trying to remember the, for the life of me, I won't remember the name of the school I was playing against. Uh, I was in eighth grade playing on varsity. <laughs> okay. So I was um, I was brought up. They saw, saw, saw something in you too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was like, I forget which game it was, but it was uh, Green Farms Academy. There it is. All right. And bastards. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they, were, they were a good team. But, um, and I remember I caught the ball. You know, the ball was going around. The, the, you know, kind of getting worked around the field. Uh, and then I, you know, someone kind of did the quick pass to me and I just looked. And then as I looked to the ball, which it, I was supposed to kind of be keeping my peripherals open, that was the mistake of a rookie, which I would later learn always keep your head in a swivel. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's coming for you. In football and lacrosse. And yeah. lacrosse, yeah. And just in life. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> At the bar. Uh, <laughs> um, but, um, uh, you know, yeah, keep your head on the swivel, and I, I didn't, and I just went, kind of did the tunnel vision on the ball, like, I got to catch the ball, I got to catch the ball, because, you know, I'm in eighth grade, right? Yeah. I want to drop it, yeah. Yeah, it's, and I just had a really good play before, you know, it was a ground ball machine, you know, and then all of a sudden, I I get popped, right, but prior to me getting the ball. Okay. And so, I... I um. And, you know, the guy I had been going against, he was like, you know, I don't think he realized it was in eighth grade because it was a big boy. Okay. Um, but I, you know, he was, um, you know, we had been going at it for throughout the game. <laughs> I don't think he was too happy with me <laughs> for a couple of plays before. I can kind of picture you pestering him all game. Yeah, yeah. Him be like, all <laughs> right, like, enough. <laughs> poking him in the back of the calf. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's up, bro? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Da, 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 da. <laughs> that was that was a bit of a jackass like that. Uh, <laughs> um, and so yeah, I got cracked, and I remember I hit I hit the ground. I saw that white flash, which I would come become so familiar with later on. Yeah, sadly. Um, and I tried to get up, and I remember I in my head I was like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah, no problem. Next play, boom, boom. All right, let's go. <laughs> My body was going, no, 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 get on the ground. <laughs> and I just wobbled, did the whole knee wobble thing. Like, you know, and then I just hit right back, uh, right on my ass. And oh, uh, wow. coaches came running out. And so, yeah, that was my first one. Uh, so that was what, like 2000? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? It was it was a while ago. Yeah, before uh, concussions were probably even. No, really. I mean, serious, even when yeah. I was in high school, um, I remember I was kind of right. You and I were both right on the yeah. cusp of when concussions were 
starting to, it was the difference between get back out there and play. You're exactly, fine. Yeah. Come on. D- drink some water. You're good. You know, and yeah. you know, serve some smelling salts at the worst. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, to, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Look at my eyes. And they had all these. So for a player like me, you and I, players like you and I, you know, even that over the top response sometimes to us was like, "Whoa, I'm good. I'm fine. You know, like relax. Right. Come on, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I just want to play some ball. It's you easy know? to hide too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, you know, and especially when nowadays, like towards the end of my career, it was amazing to see the difference between the way they treated me concussion wise towards the beginning of my career and the end of my career or in high school to college. Right. And now granted college had more resources. They had exactly, higher trained yep. staff. More you know, staff. More staff. More people to see. Exactly. See, eyes. The, the best way to prevent kids from getting away from concussions is having as many eyes around as you can. Because, you know what I mean? Just having different trainers around. Yep. The, because all of a sudden you get six trainers around. It's much harder to hide symptoms than with like the, the one or two trainers in high school. And plus, too, like in high school, the trainers aren't necessarily, or athletic trainers aren't necessarily at the practices all the time, right? They have other sports to cover. Uh-huh. But in college, you have not only one tra- athletic like trainer, eight. there's like eight <laughs> on the field, and they're with you every single they're day. They're on the sideline next right. to the people getting water from, so <laughs> yeah. you miss your mouth once or like, yeah. <laughs> which I would do anyway. <laughs> yeah, so you have I think it was just dropped who, as a baby yeah, too much. <laughs> uh, maybe me too, I don't know. So, uh, but yeah, with, with the, the trainers, they – they know the athletes in college, like because that's true. Dave McCune, was, yeah, head athletic you, trainer, yeah. and he was for like, Rutgers, probably my easily one of my favorite people ever. Um, <laughs> so shout out to Dave. Um, he um, he was he knew me and he knew because I would always shoot the shit with him in the in the you know training room. You know, I'd right. always get wrapped up or you know. Do I do something stupid and <laughs> I need to get bandaged up? I remember I did a night week thing and I like lost, like literally lost my skin from doing army, army crawls. crawls on the, and so he had to freaking like clean me, clean it up, and like is it? I looked like it was a burn victim, you know? Right. <laughs> and but you know, so I got very close to them. You know, I mean, when you're literally, I'm literally screaming at him because it hurts so much, right? And about to knock him out. <laughs> but I loved him to. He's death. a funny guy. Too, He's a, yeah. such a funny guy, you know. But but he would always try to, you know, like poke the little pokes at me and everything like right. that, try to mess with me. But we were friends like that. Versus the trainer in high school, if he tried to joke at me, I'd be like, "The fuck are you again? <laughs> uh, get away from me!" You know. The trainer in high school represented. You don't want me to play. You know yeah. what I mean. You're you're bad. You know. Right, but I think that's also kind of goes into the time period, right? In exactly. high school, that's what we were told by the older kids: is like, don't tell. Yeah. In my case, Miss Barbo, that you're hurt because she's going to take you out. And you can't play anymore. Right. So that's what I was being fed. You know. Yeah. Since I was young and to people that I looked up to. Absolutely. Right. No. But maybe yeah. Yeah. You're yeah saying, well, that's exactly right because I would imagine you know like you like me probably where I. In high school, uh, especially my first high school, I had like early burn where I was getting playtime as an early, you know, like a freshman, sophomore. Right. So all of a sudden on varsity, you know what I mean? So like, you know, the there was definitely like, you know, they were like, hey, listen, we need you, you know, and you, know, you want to, by the way, you want to come to this party later too? And so there's a social aspect. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just concussions are not cool. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, don't, don't be that guy, you know, <laughs> where no, they're not cool. You're right. So go to the fucking training room and get checked out. Yeah. 
you know, because guess what? You know, by the way, what's sad is that I could only imagine how many concussions if I had sat out and high, not to say I didn't, you know, well, yeah, actually, see, I'm even fight, fighting myself fighting now. Yeah. Talking yourself out of it. Yeah. But, you know, if I had sat out more in high school, how many concussions could I have maybe avoided or, you know, how less sensitive would my brain have been in, in college? Future impacts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden, could I have had another season? You know, does now does that mean that I should have continued to play? But right. time, it comes time. back to yep. time. Um, anyway, no, that, yeah, that that was great. And so, how many concussions do you think you suffered in in uh, high school? Oh, in high school, um, uh, I, like knowing docu- what you know now, documented, undocumented, and undocumented. Oh, um, just I was the same player in high school, so I probably <laughs> <laughs> I I I mean, micro concussion, two concussions, probably like twenty. Maybe I, I like, was, I, like little, like little ones. Like, yeah. so like, you know, some people be like, that's not a concussion, but it is. Trust so like, me. What example? Like what? Like if you, if you literally go down in a kickoff and you smack your head into somebody. Right. And you see that white flash, believe it or not, that's, that's a, a concussion. micro concussion. Yeah. Now, does that mean that it's like, oh, I'm woozy. I need to throw up. No, you could probably go through your day just as fine. But you do 50 of those. That is like three major concussions over time. Yeah. You know what I mean, and that's and neurologists say that that's what really damages you, um, and your um, and your brain over time more. Yeah, and I I, I estimate that I probably had like twenty concussions in high school as Easily. well. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Like you're you're kind of out of it for like a second or two, and then you kind of figure yeah, it that out. Yeah, it's it's the common. It's like when guys would call shell shock. You know, right. like which you know, like oh, you just have shell shock. Yeah. Like coming out of World War Two. No, sir, you have PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it, you know the same thing as getting your bell rung. Yeah, getting oh, you just got your bell rung. Well, what do you think? What do you think what that, is that is? First yeah. of all, a bell is something hitting into the sides of two things, which just is literally like the definition <laughs> of a concussion. When your brain hits the, the walls, uh, so I don't know how someone didn't put that together. It's funny because I never put that together. Yeah, <laughs> literally, yeah. that is the exact definition of what a concussion is. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, yeah. But anyway, so when you got to college, you know, when did you start having, like? What were your documented concussions and what were your symptoms that you kind of had? I mean, I had, um, there was certainly a good amount in practice. Um, I think my worst one, um, or one of my worst ones was against Mark Harrison, actually. I heard about this the other day. Oh, you heard about this specific concussion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, but tell, tell the story. Uh, yeah, I was uh, – I don't really remember a lot of it, so you might be able to tell me more. Um, I was running down the field, yeah, and then uh, he had – On kickoff? Yeah, and I had hit him a few times either that day or that – You were pestering him, dude. I was pestering him, <laughs> and uh, I, I gave him a good body, one to play, and then he decided to return the favor – uh, when you weren't looking. And when I wasn't looking, <laughs> yes, bastard. Uh, um, <laughs> then I'm, I'm, I'm coming for you, Mark. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, I, uh, that's my, that's my man's. I love him. And so, yeah, I, I just remember I saw stars, like, big time. And, like uh, he just depleted you and – Just totally – yeah, because I was going down and I was passing the wedge – uh, I was a wedge breaker. I was in, and I was. I think I had either just broken the wedge, or I was. I was. I was avoiding the wedge. Two worst positions in football: being in the wedge and being the wedge. The wedge buster. breaker. Yeah. yeah, the wedge buster. Exactly. I was. I was both of those as well. Exactly, yeah. and that's where you really get most of your concussions. Yeah. But he was kind of the kick out guy, so he came around and he did it, and he executed it perfectly. 
Uh, so I was coming down, and I think I was avoiding the, the wedge because the play had started to break. And, of course, that means I'm stepping into the field, right, and he's coming off of the ass of the, of the wedge. So he's really – I had no room to go, and then that's a perfect depleting situation. Right. And, uh, yeah, I got, I got rocked pretty hard. So what were your – did you have, like, post-concussion symptoms afterwards? And Yeah, that one I did. Um, that one I um, – that one was bad. Uh, I had I had a few other bad ones, but that one was was that one was kind of just like the, the icing on the cake. Uh, that, that was like the end of your career kind of thing, or uh, I no, I made a comeback uh, later, um, but that was that took me out for a while. So how long were you out for that concussion? Months. Oh really? Yeah, I was out for months. Um, that was. Uh, so what kind of symptoms were you, you dealing with during that time? That time I was dealing with, um, you know, I mean, I even had some, I had another one too during my career that I had similar uh, symptoms, but that w- this was specific one more so. I think it was because it was after. Right. Uh, I had memory problems, I, like short, very, very briefly had some memory problems where I would have a conversation with a buddy and all of a sudden I'd be like, and then he, 10 minutes later, I have no recollection. But that was like, you know, which is to be expected when you're literally like that that it was like I had to go to the, the dark room. Like they would like put me in like the like the, the room with all the lights off. And no like, stimulation. No yeah. stimulation. Like no no light, no nothing. I was wearing shades all the time. You know, like I would literally look at a light and I would get a migraine. Like that. Right. You know what I mean? Um no sleep was awful. And that's one of the bit see the my best advice to anyone right now listening or like when you listen to this, if you have a concussion, turn the lights off and get some sleep. And water, like, and I wasn't really doing all that. I couldn't sleep. I already had an awful sleep pattern. I just couldn't. I was never good at sleeping. <laughs> uh, water, I was something I had to kind of like learn how to li- literally like, you know, because like there were some guys that just drank that gallon water a day. I wasn't that guy. I was more like I'd rather, you know, I drink when a lot thirsty, of water. Yeah. Drink when I'm thirsty, yeah. Like, and then I later, but once I had my concussions, then I started like I was that gallon of water a day guy, you know what I mean? And because it really makes a difference. Um, but yeah. So uh, what was it like being away from the team, I guess, and kind of like isolated? Broke like, my heart. So like, how did you kind of manage those feelings? <laughs> um, you know, it was kind of tough to be honest, uh, because you want to heal up, and then you know, there's certain points in your career. Uh, you know, now that I don't have to worry about a coach making me run the next morning, you know, I sometimes you when you here's the hard part. It's not when you when you're in the part where you really need to be in the dark room. It's when you start feeling better. Okay. But you're not better yet, and then you want to go to the bar. Oh well, I can't play. Da-da-da. You know, there's those distractions start coming back into your life, right? And right. there's. You know, there's the, oh, but, you know, I can't play for another six months or whatever. You know what I mean? What, well, you know, what a one drink do, right? What a one, you know, late night do with some friends, you know, because you want to kind of forget about it, right? right. It's, and that's where the undisciplined part can kind of cloud your, and you're already kind of off, right? And you're... And you're, you're not thinking rationally. You're not thinking rationally, yet. right? And you, and that definitely contributed to some of my distractions. Uh, and, you know, it could really ruin a player. Uh, not to say it ruined me, um, but you know, yeah, your distractions. All of a sudden, then you know, you start you start feeling depressed. Um, alcohol's a depressant. Alcohol's a depressant. You know, well, I'm not saying that I was just like drinking every day, but yeah, but right. you know what I mean. Like, I wasn't like having a problem with it, but you know, it's just more of like you want to find it. Look, I'm a football player. I need an outlet. 
that's a reason why I started playing the damn sport, you know? Yep. So all of a sudden, you know, you, you want to find another outlet, right? I can't go and do physical sports because then I'll pass out, you know what I mean? Or, or I'll just get another concussion, then I'll be drooling for the rest of my <laughs> life. But, you know, um, but yeah, you know, so it's, it's kind of hard to, you kind of, I don't want to say you lost your identity, but you, that sense of purpose is completely vanished yep. in a blink of an eye. You wake up that next morning, you're like, so what do I do today? Yeah. I'm just going to go to class. Like, <laughs> I was just, you know, squatting, you know, 550, yeah. you, know, you know, like, <laughs> and, you know, going to film sessions and, you know, I was preparing for, you know, Iowa or I was preparing, I mean, you know, not Ohio or I was preparing Cincinnati week, you know, and then all of a sudden it's. Whoosh, right. So like how did- research, go, go to class. <laughs> yeah, and, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So how did your teammates kind of react to you know you while you were being away while you were away from the game some of them were really supportive uh some of them were annoyed that you know i could get distracted i got distracted i'll be honest and uh some of them were not about that you know and that's what i'm talking about the whole spartan thing right you know when you're taking away you know when you're distraction right that's taking away from the current battle that's going on so There were certain parts of my career that I was like that, and other parts that I was all into it. You know what I mean? It was it was a tough transition to find, you know, when you're when you're so when you're sidelined that badly. You know, um, you know you've you've gone from this total adrenaline rush to nothing. As I said, you know they they turned off <laughs> they turned off the IV drip, and you're just like you're just dry, right? And then you're kind of just waiting for the next exciting thing to happen. It's kind of like watching paint dry. Yeah. So, and there were a lot of guys that really gathered around me and made me feel involved. And, you know, because the last thing you want to do is lose your buds. You know, that's why we, the reason why we play football is to impress our dads. And the reason why we continue to play football is because of our friends. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, yeah, you, you make some big, some strong bonds through through the sport. Yeah, we we want to we want to impress someone or our older brothers or something. We want to impress someone older than us. But at the end of the day, we really, the person we really want to impress is the guy to your right and your left. Yep. You know, and I had some really special people gather around me. Um, and that helped you in your recovery. Yeah. Um, and then you know I and it also opened my eyes to the fact that football isn't. The end all be all. Really, this this is during this yeah. time period. Oh, absolutely. I I when I came out of my concussions, uh, um, I yeah, I, I I started thinking like, okay, what's the next step? You know, and uh, I was really I I you know I <laughs> nothing will ever replace football for me. And nothing ever will. I mean, literally, it was my guiding light. I just I lived to hit. And I live to go out there to that through that smoke, and you know, and have that you know, wear scarlet red. Like looking up in the sand and see the Rutgers. You know what I mean? Like and knowing that you played for Rutgers University was my. I was so proud of that. You know, I loved. You know, I and I had opportunities to go other places, right? But I loved that I built. I was part of something that was really you know like going from Shiano era, and then all of a sudden what we did in 2012 and. You know, and, and it, there was some tail off years after that. But, like, playing with the, the guys that I played with, you know, just, you know, 
some Super Bowl champions, two-time Super Bowl champions yep. now. So, and, you know, Mohamed Sanu, you know, also Mohamed Sanu, Logan, Logan Ryan. Ryan, Deron Harmon. Devin, I didn't play with Devin McCourty. Devin McCourty. He was, was there my first year, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, um, but, you know, and then just so many guys in the league that have been doing so well. And I was so proud of seeing that, you know, but I, but I knew that I had another path. Um, I had, you know, and I knew that I could have, you know, I probably could have definitely gone, you know, if I had continued to work and no concussions and, you know, or like, you know, if I cut back on the concussions and really, but I just, Miles Jackson and I, he, him and I were, have always been kind of entrepreneurial minds, even when we were in our most meathead stage of like, I need to have eight steaks today and (laughs) protein, you know, and, you know, playbook, 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 you know, even then we were still um, very much like, Hey, let's make, I think we had an idea like, let's, you know, I think we could do a solar panel company and like, you know, but like we were actually serious about it and we were really, we always kind of had that. We were always trading back ideas. Um, And, um, it was funny, you know, because then uh, eventually when we both had to stop playing, it was like we, we will, well, to be fair, we were interning on Wall Street. Um, like then I, like when I had healed up a bit, right? And then all of a sudden I, I accepted an internship uh, at Perella Weinberg, which is a top Wall Street um, for a top 10 Wall Street firm, which is amazing that I, because I did, when I walked on the floor, I didn't know the difference between a stock and a bond. And I was a total meathead. Like, yeah, you know, I played at Rutgers. So, so how do you think you got the internship? Uh, I actually was uh, Chip Croti, who was a partner there, um, watched me make a speech. Um, and my parents celebrated golf outing for Autism Speaks. My dad co-founded Autism Speaks. And oh, my okay. brother's autistic. Um, so I made a speech to my parents uh, in front of the, everyone. And I was just guys after that were like, Hey, you know, like you, you really should come work for me. You know, like, you know, cause well, I, I can see that you're very charismatic. Guy. Oh, well, thank yeah, you. These, I was, these. I definitely used to hold court in the locker room uh, quite a bit. <laughs> That's probably where I was, you know, the only way that I was avoided being a complete meathead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I know I, um, so he saw me and he, but I liked the way, kind of like how Shiano was very cool, common collector when he's like, I, my name's Greg Schiano, but he was had, he that had like fun. a presence. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was very, it, it filled the room. Right. You know, yeah, without being to... abrasive. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, hi, my name's Greg Schiano. If you'd like to come play football for me, you're more than welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, sir. You know, like I'll I was, do anything. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> sign here, sign here, sign here. You know, like I was, I was in. Um, uh, so Chip was like that, uh, even maybe even a little more, uh, like, you know, Hey, listen, if you want to come work for me, uh, you know, like I, you know, you can, you know, it was like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> you know probably uh, totally not expecting anything like that. I, at the time I wanted to pursue, you know, something in the arts. Actually, I wanted to be like an actor, screenwriter, you know, and Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was like kind of like a something I had always wanted to do. Um, and then that came around and he was, you know, kind of that sales, role type um so yeah i i interned there uh, and then i interned the next summer as well but um what's it called the um but when i was interning uh after the second su- so i interned there then after the second summer miles and i linked up because i had interned there the summer before you know like and i was literally like running back from football like shit oh, and juggling that. that must have been tough it was very tough um so then Miles and I linked up, uh, sorry, uh, like we were like kind of like he was interning at Goldman. I'm trying to get all my dates right here. <laughs> I have a hard time with that too. Yeah. Like it's like, to, I'm like, wait, I, oh, seven, oh, you know, like, <laughs> um, 
No, so yeah, um, Miles and I then, um, we were kind of looking at the crowdfunding space and all of a sudden it was, and then there was another guy named Adam, Adam Rubenstein, who was the president of Rutgers Entrepreneurial Society here at Rutgers. Um, and yeah, um, it was, um, we came up with this idea for crowd, it was a crowdfunding idea, actually. The crowdfunding, and we came, we literally invented a new kind of crowdfunding, uh, which was, it was called Construgo. Uh, and it was pretty cool, like, cause it was, uh, it was a royalty based crowdfunding model and, um, we had some really special people involved and, uh, yeah. So that you think that helped you kind of, it or... saved me, honestly, it's, it's not just helped me. It saved me. It, it was, I found my purpose in business in a way that I could still be a bulldog. Okay. But, and, and like attack something every day and like. It's a different, it's a totally different kind of muscle group, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if you think about it, like, it's, it's like, it's like you went from curling every day and all of a sudden you never squatted in your life, right? Or like you squatted every once in a while and then all of a sudden they're like, all right, put 600 pounds in the bar. You're like, what the f you Yeah, know? I'm not ready for this. Yeah. Not ready for that. But you kind of had to dive into it and be ready for it, you know? And then you, you over time it, I became more and more comfortable with it. And then I found a real passion for it. Um, and there was an in it, but also I was able to follow that creative side that I've always kind of wanted, right? That marketing slash unit design, as well as the, the sales and the operational elements of it. And also I had a, I had a former teammate with me alongside of me doing it with me. That probably helped too. It was amazing. I had that sense of team and we kind of like, we, we would always like, we would hold court like with all the guys that worked for us and, or worked with us, worked with us and worked for us. Not some, some of them worked for us. Some of us worked with us. You know, there were other partners involved. That's why I don't want to make it seem like everyone worked for okay, us. Yeah. They're probably like, yeah, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, screw you, man. Yeah. You know, uh, I, it was, we would hold court in a way that says like, it was almost like a huddle. You know, like, right. you know how, like, the, the CEO of Under Armour, I forget his name, he's American. Kev, Ke, is it Kevin? I should know this. I'm blanking on Kevin it. Kevin right Plank? Yeah, I, I think so. We'll go with that for yeah, now. Yeah, I think it's Kevin Plank, yeah. <laughs> uh, the classic concussion, the concussed football player. We're going to go with that for now until we can remember <laughs> what my own name is. <laughs> um, but the, um, yeah, you know, it was it was great getting a sense of leadership out of that and say, listen guys. And there were some younger guys, there were some older guys, you know, and they're saying, listen, like, you know, they're, they're, we, have, we are going to attack this and this is how we're going to do it. And this is our plan. And this is your role. This is what makes you special. And here's what I need out of you. And I, I know you can do this. And if you need any help, you let me know. And we're going to be there right there with you. It's the team you. again. Yeah. It's a team again. It's if, if you need me to take some load off your back while you're dealing with that, that's fine. You know, but we're all going to share holding shields and yeah, everyone's going to hold each yep. other's shield. If you need me to hold your spear for a second though, I can do that. You know what I mean? I will still protect you. You know, I will still hold you up and I'm, and because we're going to get there together because we're either going to get there together or no one's getting there. Yep. It's not like, oh, you know, well, you know, we can trim the fat there and trim the fat there. You know, either there or you're not. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a really special, special time and experience. So what advice do you have for athletes who are transitioning to life after sports based off of what you've experienced? Um, don't give yourself excuses. Don't allow yourself to say, oh, well, you know, like I was, I was an athlete, so, you know, like I, I accomplished this or I accomplished that. That's over. Just honestly, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to do two polar opposite things here. Like, and, and you'll see where I'm going with this. You have to be raw with yourself and real with yourself. Say it's over. 
It's it's unfortunately over, and and it's the saddest realization you will ever come to. Yep. But you have to accept it because you are bigger than that, and you have to and and do it in your own way, but don't don't ho- try to <laughs> hold on to something that's over. You know what I mean? And I see so many guys. It's something I did for a long ass I, time. I did yeah. too, by the way. And I'm speaking from personal experience. And it's you. You will never. You were always a football player. That's something that never leaves you. And realize that. And I'm speaking to the to people like that are listening. That will be listening. You will never ever stop being a football player. It is ingrained in you. You may not put the helmet on every day, but <laughs> your mind is. You know, your mind is designed to be a football player, and it has been trained to do so. Um, but you can't allow yourself to drown in the past. You are an athlete. You are a champion. Go do that in something else. Go If you can't put a helmet on anymore, go put that energy in something else and dominate it. Yep. You know, that is the only, that is, I, and I know it's a harsh reality, and I might sound like a little insensitive, but it's the only the, – the moment I started getting better is the moment I re, like I kind of said, okay, it's time to do something else. I can't play football anymore. Right. And I attacked something else, and it ended up being an awesome startup. And it ended up opening hundreds of doors for me. Yep. Hundreds. And, you know, it's – and it hasn't stopped. It hasn't slowed down. And it's, it's something that changed my life. Yeah, it seems like that's something that – gives you energy now. You know, the same energy that you used to feel on the field when Absolutely. you used to make a big hit and got everyone excited. I couldn't imagine how deflated I would be if I didn't do that. Um, because, like, and some people were like, well, why don't you, know, I don't get it. Well, of course you don't. You never ran out in front of 90,000 people. Right. You know what I mean? Or you never, more importantly, you never ran out with your brothers. You know, that was what was more exciting than the crowd. The crowd fades. You know what I mean? What's cool Especially is... Especially after halftime at Rutgers. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> You know, bastards. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. It's like when, you know, you when you train all summer and it's 115 degrees on the turf and you got the same guys you're running out there with and you ran out there with them when the stadium was empty. There was no one in that stadium but them. So the people you should be excited about running out with is them, right. not the people in the stands. They're going to come regardless or not, whether you're there or not. You know what I mean? It's another tough reality that I had when I had to stop playing is that, you know, when I, couldn't, I couldn't go to a game. I remember I was walking up to the stadium. This is a true story. I was walking up to the stadium, and I, had, I was with some friends. So this was some of the cross buddies. Was a guy named Rich Rambo, Joseph Nardella. That's Rambo, a, that's a great name. Rambo, yeah, Rich Rambo. Um, <laughs> he's a jerk. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love him, too. Uh, the... Um, What's it called? Um, so you're walking up to the stadium. Walking up to the stadium, and it was uh, on the Scarlet Lot side. So that's where, like, and there's a part where there's, like, uh, like a gate. Like, not, like, you could see into, like, the tunnel. Yep. And, um It's yeah. like a chain link fence. Yes, exactly. And I saw the smoke go. And I saw the guy start running out. And I started to tear up. Yeah. And it just crushed me inside. I mean, literally. And I, I, had to, I didn't go into the game. I literally couldn't, and I, and I and I regret. I feel like a coward a little bit for that, because I should have supported my R no matter what. But it was just too hard to think about that. That should have been me out there. That's a tough yeah. thing to swallow, and I I got chills when you said that because I could relate to those kind of feelings. Like, yeah, it, it sucks. Like, what did you go do? 
I probably went to the bar, <laughs> or I probably went to a. I probably texted some people, and I or I probably went back to the tailgate. To be honest. So, do you think that for people who are still feeling that way, like is being because with me, I, I went from not being able to play football anymore and, and <clears throat> having these, you know, this head surgery and stuff, and I decided to work for the football team at Rutgers. Right. And sometimes I was like, you know, it's kind of cool. I get to throw the football around still. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. But when game day rolled around, I killed you. Oh my god, it killed me so mad. Right. So like, I don't know what was good if it was good or if it was bad. So. Right. Yeah. Like that's the thing is like I found an outlet like when I I yeah now that I'm thinking back I did go back to the tailgate I was at because there was a bunch of people still there, and I kind of just try to like act like it was no big deal. Right. Oh yeah, you know I didn't feel like going in, you know, but I I it was I was dying inside. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I just figured, okay, so I'll just be social. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I'll act like nothing's wrong. You know what I mean? And, but there was. Yeah. And I have no problem admitting that. You know what I mean? Like, look, some people, there, have been, there were times where I was so pissed off, I would go to the gym and I'd literally just bang the weight so freaking hard that I, you know, guys would be looking at me, like in the, in the student gym. So, and I would be acting like it was in the Hale Center to like slam the weights yeah. down. You know, like... You know, grunting like an animal. And was that anger like out of frustration? Frustration. You know, I, it was almost like getting pinned down. Like you just, and you can't get it. Like, you know, you just, you needed, I needed that. Yeah. And, and when someone was fucking with me, like, like if you, it was almost like someone's fucking with you, you know, like, and you, you can't do anything about it. Right. Like they're flicking your face. Yeah. It's like you when you're out in the field, pestering everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It, I got, I got karma. <laughs> you know, I got serious karma. You know, I mean, like, I was freaking slamming my face into everyone. And then finally, life kind of took that. And no, but I'm, 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 playing oh, yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, but the, uh, but seriously, though, it's, it's tough, uh, because, um, yeah, you know something you've done your whole life. Yeah, and it's it's you wake up. I I for for probably a year, maybe even more after I um after I stopped playing, I would shoot out of bed at like five o'clock, like because oh, you thought you had shit, practice or shit, something. Shit. Like, but like like scrambling for my phone, like what did I forget? Oh my god, I'm I'm late for book check, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which book check was like when you had to go in the morning and like you had to eat breakfast, you had to get your book checked and everything like that. Like your playbook? Scott Walker would be there talking to everybody. Oh, okay. All right, dickhead. You know, <laughs> you got to get your book checked. Get your breakfast in you. <laughs> he was the academic he advisor. He was the academic advisor. Now he's the head of uh, all athletic and another guy that I love. Well, all right, shithead, you know, <laughs> yeah, another very special man uh, and someone that really helped me uh, do a lot of things uh, that I, or get out, of, get out of a lot of things in terms of, you know, I was headed towards, you know, sometimes that's another thing as an athlete is hit you, he would keep my head, you know, not just too, to be too much of a football player or to be too much of, you know, too cocky, you know, right. it's when you're young, right, and you're, all of a sudden, you're like, ah, you know, I, I just, I don't need, hey, I don't need class, you know, like, you're like yeah. being an idiot. You're like, yes, you do. You're here to be a student as well, you know. And he was, so when I say get out of stuff, I mean more like don't, to get Check to keep myself out of trouble. Wreck yourself. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And you know, I was a lot of really special people that uh, did that for me. So, what other resources at Rutgers did they provide in terms of like when you had the concussion? Like, when you had the concussion, did you have you know, sports psychologists and yes, I did. people helping I you, especially a, with your transition life after sports, too. I had quite a bit of people. Uh, so Dr. Like, Marr 
was there, uh, and then um, yeah, I had I had quite a I had the whole slew of people like you know. So what what treatments seem to be most effective in alleviating your symptoms and your emotional status? I think those are two. To be honest, those are two separate things. Okay. Uh, I think they came in more layers, uh, or like um, where. It, First, they kind of they were like, let's heal him up a little bit so that he could talk, <laughs> you know, like or that he can, you know, be articulate enough to, and a little less irrational, and erratic, right? Because like when you when you rock your brain that hard that many times, you know what I mean? You start to kind of, and then you do it that hard that you know, like all of a sudden you're like, you know, you, you you're you're you know you're erratic you're you know a little out, you're out of your sorts right you're you don't feel like you're in your own body sometimes right, right. and that's tough uh when you're you know uh when you're trying to have, talk to your friends and talk to people and go through life and they're fine right and all of a sudden you have a friend that's a kicker right or something like that that you know um and then you know, you're acting like you're, you know, all angry at breakfast. And they're like, what the, what the hell's wrong hey, with what's you? What's wrong with you, dude? Yeah, like, come on, chill out. And you're like, you don't get it. You know, like, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you might need a little more time and, you know, healing up, you know, before you just jump back into the mix. Right. right. For your sake and everyone else's sake, right? So, um, yeah, I think that they um, they did a lot to to make sure that I was taking it easy. Because they knew I was very hyperactive. Pull the like, reins back a little bit. Yeah. yeah, like you need, and there's there's kind of a check in, right? You know, like you come here at this time, and you get in trouble if you don't do it, right? You know, like you, it's not like they're gonna make you run, but like you know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of limited as to yeah, your we're gonna waterboard you. For, <laughs> <laughs> the um, the uh, sometimes it felt like that to be honest. <laughs> Uh, you miss class and you feel like you're going to get lashed like you're like 30 lashes for the criminal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they, they really did surround me, Dr. Monaco, everyone. And they, they were, they did right by me. So did someone ever say like, you know what? This last concussion was like, yeah, this is it. You, you should probably. I had a neurologist, uh, forget his name. He was a South African rugby player. Okay. Uh, going back to the rugby thing. And he's like, "Yep, uh, you should probably stop playing forever." <laughs> and like, you I was like, could be an actor, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good accent. Thank you. Um, the uh, I was like, "Yeah," he's like, "Yep," and like, didn't really have much more to say after that. I was like, "So nothing, huh?" He's like, "Nope." <laughs> I was like, "Wow, you're really heartless, <laughs> you terrible man." <laughs> but it was true, though. Like, so, like, what what was it about your that you? What was it that you were presenting that made him say that? Like taking my basic vitals. I mean, it was pretty, uh, like, it wasn't long after I had my, for like that last concussion that. Um, was that uh, the Harrison hit or? Uh, well, my, basically I had made a comeback and then, you know, I, I had. Some, after the Harrison hit. Okay. But yeah, but like I, but though the Harrison hits, like that one and then the one before it was really damaging to me. Um, those were the two ones that really were kind of like, you know, they were, I, they wrote my name on the tombstone and then kind of put it on the side, you know? Okay. <laughs> but, um, and then until I like made my comeback and then I just got my bell rung a few times and they were like, just stop, you know, yeah. and then save, that's, you, save actually, you from yourself at the end of, at the end, I was kind of like, you know, maybe I should, you know, because I just, I get migraines and, you know, it was just, it was just, uh, it was tough. You know, how long did your symptoms last? Like after you stopped playing, I still get symptoms to be honest. Yeah, uh, I'm like we're here to be honest about concussions. Yeah, I still get migraines. 
Um, I still get that fuzzy little thing in the. I think we were just talking about that before. Yeah, like blind spot that comes in your vision. Yep, and I get that. You know, like I've had to pull over while driving. Yeah, I've had that same exact thing happen to me. Not yeah. in a while, thank. Yeah, like luckily, likewise. Um, yeah, but yeah, um, or you know, you're talking to someone, and you go from, you know, <laughs> talking to them, and all of a sudden you want to do the the, you know, like the whole. You know, like touch of the yeah, face. Yeah, touch like, you feel their face. Are you still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're talking to someone. You don't even, you can't even see them. Yeah, and then you don't want to look like you're like, like weird, mm, yeah. fucked up or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like you know, I've ended conversations like before they should have ended. Hey, yeah, I'm sorry, I really gotta go. Right. Awkwardly. Has that affected you in business at all? No, like- luckily it hasn't. I although I did have to take this uh like one time, um like. It was, I was at Perella, I think it was my first internship. This was like not long after I had my concussion. Right. This is like, so like now I'm, I'm fully functional, like, whereas like there was some time like where I had to like, there was fluorescent lights on the trade floor. So like I would that literally would be like, yeah, like, I, or like, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to walk into work with like shades on, like looking like a cocky <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah go Wolf of Wall Street, this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> But um, you know what I mean, like <laughs> yeah, the 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 mirror aviators, yeah. leather jacket. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. I'm here, bitches. <laughs> Dropping the mic. Yep. So, but now you know, like I go to work and I I be fine. You know what I mean. Um, and I get that very rarely, and it's generally like a little speck of the like. Then it goes away. You know okay. what I mean. And that's also because I've I've taken measure you know like i've taken the time to also heal myself after football right in like terms of what like fish oil and things like that and you know uh just trying to reduce stress um martial arts is a great outlet for me um interesting okay so uh yeah and i I had done martial arts prior but like i kind of got back into it how do you do that like while avoiding getting hit in the head uh not fully (laughs) (laughs) uh and like but you, you you lightly spar so, and the martial arts that I do aren't really, like, boxing or, like, they're not, like, MMA as much. It's more about, like, energy. It's called Bujin Kan Ninjutsu and Shaolin Kung Fu. Okay. So, those are the two that I, I primarily study. Not, not to say that I don't box some. And, right. A but, new, like... A new physical outlet that's less invasive of your brain. Exactly. Guess, yeah. Well, there's a lot of guys here at Rutgers. Um, I... Uh, I've come back, obviously, for all the listeners. I, I had my company, and then I, I came back to finish up my degree. Uh, so, doing it for moms. <laughs> so, uh, pulling the Van Wilder. <laughs> but in terms of, you know, like, there's a lot of veterans around at the school. They have a great veterans program that I've, and I've, a lot of the guys that I've, uh, I've gotten pretty close to um, and would spar with them. And, and those other guys that I met as well around, but I, but they're generally the, those military guys are the ones that I enjoyed um, sparring with the most. They had a similar mindset, right? Uh, you know, um, they probably had some stories to tell too. Right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, some and they some we got very close, and some of them I was friends with before. But yeah, it was uh, actually that's how I got to know those guys. Uh, so um, Tom Krause was a Marine who's a friend of mine. Um, and he works at J.P. Morgan now. I think guys rocking it. So smart guys as well. Cool. Um, he uh, he introduced me to some really good dudes, and I still one of them I still spar with uh, to this day. That's a great idea for someone else out there who's looking for to find a new yeah. Outlet. You know, you don't have to go full Conor McGregor on someone's ass. You know what I mean? Like, and just go bashing your you know head into someone's fist. Yep. You know what I mean? You can go and 
you know, and really work on the energy of it. And, and, and there's actually a piece that you can find within yourself, uh, okay. not to get too spiritual, like, you know, no, but I think that could be a part of, you know, your recovery and finding, yeah, finding you know, a new purpose. You have to find a balance, Yep. you know, and the only way you can find a balance in your life is you find a balance in yourself. Um, and I know that sounds super cliche and Pinteresty, <laughs> <laughs> but like the, you know, it's, it's true. Like if you, you can only, experience life as much as you'll you allow yourself to open your eyes fully right if you just allow yourself to look at the what's in front of you what you want to look at right that's all football this football football this football that i have to be the best of this i have to be you know the the hardest hitting here and you know maybe allow yourself to open your eyes a little bit more expand your horizons challenge yourself and by the way it's just as hard to challenge yourself in ways that are harder for you and and not to your liking as much. Right. Outside of your comfort that's zone. That's how you grow. Yeah. Yeah. And um, exactly. And and that's just as hard, if not harder, than running down the field and smacking somebody in the face. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I always say when I think it's like toughness is like that toughness isn't hitting people hard or no. like going for the kill shot. You know, toughness is, yeah, like going for something new and trying to get better mm-hmm. at something that you might not be good at, right. but taking every single step aggressively and right. with a purpose. So yeah, I also and like I love like the well ninjutsu is the art of the ninja. Literally, I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's it's literally what it is. And so when I first started training in it, and I did I started training that years ago, but like I was still very much like the way I was, and um, it was you know. Um, it's easy to go into like, especially me being a big guy, like, Oh, I'm going to brute strength everything. And it's like, no, that's, you're going to, you're, you, we will kick your ass if you do that. Yeah. And it's not even about that. It's ninjutsu is about, and also by the way, it's very much of like a Navy seal mentality. Like that's how they think, you know, that, that evasive kind of like, you know, it's better to, to evade versus confront. Right. And because if we have to, then we'll destroy the shit out of you. <laughs> and think, you know what I mean? And, think, and I think about that in terms of football and that aspect of time that we were thinking about. You don't want to hit every – you don't have to hit everyone on the way exactly. to the ball. Exactly. Like when I think of when how I ran the ball, I ran to confront contact. You are like a Walter Payton. Not to kind. evade contact. Right. You are like a Walter Payton kind of like exactly. smacking linebackers in the teeth. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's stupid. Yeah. But, you know – but the thing is, if you and I had been on the field, we probably would have been buddies after. We wouldn't have remembered each other's <laughs> names or our own. But yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, like that's the thing why it's, I think SEALs are so cool, right? Or, you know, spec ops in general. Like those guys are like ghosts. Like they, they have every ability to destroy, but yet they slip through the, the shadows. You right, know? that's cool. And, it's, and that's very much – that takes discipline. Right. You know? Uh, especially when you're connected to something or, you know, just like, you know, not hitting that guy when you could just, there's the touchdowns right now. You don't need to bull the guy over and then go to the touchdown. Right. You know what I mean? Or you don't need to go. Or you could step out of bounds, not run him over and then go out of bounds. Right, right, right. Yeah. When it's the same freaking result, you right. know. So. Um, there you go. There's a lesson out there for you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's finish up or wrap up the interview yeah. by talking about some ways that you think we can make football safer to play without really changing the game itself. Yeah, that's that's it's interesting that you say that and I'm happy you said that. Um because, you know, I hear guys all the time, especially like I hear guys at like at a bar talking about like or you know at, you know, out or over lunch, right? Like in business. Oh yeah, like just take off the face mask. Like it'll solve the whole issue, you know. Yes, it would. You're right. No one or most of us, <laughs> I probably would, uh, because I'm an idiot. But, you uh, stick your face in there. Yeah, exactly. But like, 
you know, that's the thing. It's sure, okay, that would solve the problem. That does, but but is it the same sport? Right. And and some people say, well, well, it shouldn't be that sport. It should have never been that sport. No, just because people are getting bigger, stronger, faster, which it's true. Right. Yes. There were some people say that Lawrence Taylor was just Lawrence Taylor could have played today. You're right. In my opinion, that doesn't mean that everyone was Lawrence Taylor. The average football player is fat, bigger, faster, stronger nowadays. It's just a fact. You know, the guy, the cornerbacks coming out of South, you know, South Florida, you know, they are fast and they were fast and they will continue to be faster, you know. And when that comes out from, you know, 15 yards out, you know, I just that's that's kind of a a recipe for disaster. Does that mean that the game needs to change entirely? No, I think you just get back to tackling. Like I I in high school I was a rap, like I got my head in there, but I also was a very good like rap tackler and rap, also rap and roll, rap and roll. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, the uh, bite the ball, rap and roll, sweep the ankle. You know, right. Like, and I completely agree with that too. Like when I see you know hits that I would consider unnecessary and dangerous, you get hyped though. Well, I don't anymore. Oh, yeah, when, yeah. When I watch the game, I get more frustrated because I think it, they're unnecessary because it's all about head placement, in my opinion. Yeah. Right? Like, you have the decision of whether you're going to put your face right underneath his chin or you're going to put I don't it to like. the side. That I don't like. And, and I'm not – I'm not. I'm going to be completely honest. I, I admit to being sometimes that. And I was too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I wanted to – <laughs> on the low, I, kinda, I was out there to hurt you. You know, not to hurt you in, in your season, but to hurt you so you remember. Remember it, exactly. Like, yeah. throughout the game, you know. Like, I wanted to pop you. And that's an aspect of the game, too. Like, that fear factor. Yeah. You know? like, like, honestly, it's like Tyson going to the ring. You know, like, Tyson always said that he like he knew when he was, like, the, that look in someone's eye when they were done. Right. You know what I mean? And they, I yeah, They wanted to leave, yeah. Yeah, and, and I wanted that. You know, I, I played for that. Not that's not the only reason why, but, like, so, yeah, it, it, it's, it gets to the point where um, – you know, you see a guy target someone's chin from under, right? Like, kind of do that spear up into the quarterback's chin. You're like, come on. Did you really have to? You could have rolled that boy over 15 yards back. Yeah. And, like, like freaking cookie dough. Yep. And you had to do, like, the whole – like, I just don't like the spearing aspect. I don't like, um, you know, targeting the head in certain areas as well. Like, I, I see guys, like, you know, kind of come under for the jaw, right? You're right now that I think about it, and it's it's not right. And even going for the knees, too. It's like this the is someone's are, career, you know, that, that you're, yeah. you're ruining. I, uh, Mason Robinson, I, I know you had uh, – We interviewed him, yeah, yeah a while he's, back. he's a great – great guy and um you know what a tough dude to come back from an injury and not everyone's that lucky Dave Maluski as well yep um you know not everyone's that lucky and it's it's wrong to go look if you're gonna play the game right don't I'm not gonna say don't cheat because it's not cheating in a way it's it's worse than that it's don't take the easy way you know what I mean you're I it's weak honestly it's like it's it's just kind of the thing like if you're gonna play it play it the, at the level that everyone else is playing at Yep. Right. These guys are going out there and playing clean. And that doesn't mean that they're not hitting hard. You could play clean and hit hard. You could, some of the hardest hitting guys I ever went against never got a penalty. You know what I mean? And never, never did any of that skeezy yeah, shit. Yeah. You can still hit hard and, and not be 
yeah, causing a penalty or causing someone to get or hurt. Or just like bringing a stretcher on the field. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and by the way, I, I personally, like, I loved hitting hard, but I never was targeting kneecaps. And right. That's not your like, mentality going through. And I, don't know, I might have hit you in the gut coming through, the, you know, or something like that. Like when I was playing DN, you know, like kind of doing the club thing. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, like I was coming, I was coming to fight, you know what I mean? But I wasn't coming to mar you, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. know, they're... That's not right, and uh, that's not the game of football that I – I always think there's, it's important for guys to think about why did you start playing the game? What made you fall in love with this game? And what are you doing to stray away from that right now? And how can you get back to it? And by the way, just remember that for every passion in your life, right? Allow yourself to become that kid again for a moment, you know? What inspired you? Right. What, it, what made you fall in love with it? And are you being true to that person? Are you? Are you really? And that's a tough question to ask because a lot of people will get defensive. Well, you don't understand. You don't know. Are you being the player you you wanted to be then? Would you have? Would you look at yourself on the screen right now, and would you look up to yourself? Right. If your son was on the sideline, would he look up to you, or would you be the bad guy, or would you be the weak guy? Would you be the guy that quit? The guy that was too tired to follow through at a tackle, so he went for the knees. That's weak. You know what I mean? Don't be that guy. Would your son or you look up to yourself? No. I, I think that I can't think of a better way to end the interview right there. Yeah. That, that was awesome. <laughs> Thank dude. you. Um, so thanks for having me, yeah, Griffin. Thanks for sharing your story on on the podcast. And thank you. Yeah. I think what you're doing is great, and uh, I, I look forward to hearing more episodes coming up. Thanks, dude.